in the last couple of days, the realization is how much the industry has changed. We're designing ideas now, less so an object, but more how to approach things and then find ways to visually execute it. Welcome to Created for Creatives, a podcast where we talk about creative. I'm Tom Emanson, and on this episode, I'm chatting with two industry leaders about design and package design. Cynthia Wen is head of creative at Turner Duckworth San Francisco, and Alex Schill is the global chief creative officer at Service Plan Group. They're both major players in the industry, but for both Alex and Cynthia, the advertising world wasn't their initial calling. So, long, long time ago, I wanted to be a cashier. That did not work out with my parents, so I had to go to school, and I wanted to be an illustration major. And that didn't work out for my parents. So in the end, we picked something that was more practical. And I ended up really liking it. Good for you. Alex? It's a long story because I actually never wanted to end up in advertising. I wanted to be a doctor. I almost already started to do my studies at a university in, uh, for, for medicine. And then I was uh, accepted on um, the High School of Fine Arts in Berlin. It was in those days a big shot, you know, like to go to Berlin and after the wall came down and it was the place to be and High School of Fine Arts, everything sounds really, really sexy. So I decided to go to Berlin. Then they got me somehow. I, I started the studies. It was very much related to advertising from the beginning. Every time I wanted to stop and do something else, I got the next challenge. Said, okay, So it always pushed me forward in the business. And still, to be very honest, oh, this is a part, I just wanted to say, don't tell anyone this part. No, obviously okay. you will. But actually, sometimes I still think I ended up in advertising by chance. And maybe sometimes it gives me a little bit of a distance to what we are doing, which is sometimes helpful. But I also try to teach the younger creatives not to dig too deep into everything but stay a little bit of a distance to what we're doing. Sometimes that helps. That's no? why we still like it, because we ended up here somehow through discovery. Yep. Every bit that you learned, you liked, and you keep going. And I mm. think the part about the next challenge is what keeps us going. Mm. So for personalities, that requires constant change. This is kind of the perfect profession. I think it's filled with people with ADD, myself included. Totally agree. Cynthia, so we can better understand your area of expertise. Can you share a bit about your work within the industry? At the moment, it's looking at everything that is part of visual communication, which has changed so much, I think, since the day I started, which is very much more graphic. And now it's all about communication. And even just going through some of the work in the last couple of days, the realization is how much the industry has changed. We're designing ideas now, less so an object, but more how to approach things and then find ways to visually execute it. So that is pretty much what I do now. Great. That's exciting, isn't it? It is, but it sounds super esoteric. I'm like, oh, what is that? <laughs> I used to be able to say I designed this, right? This business <laughs> card, that cup. Yep. Now it's more we thought about this and it kind of feels like that. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Alex, so clearly you're both leaders in your field. Can you tell me what the qualities you believe make up a good leader in a creative industry? This is one of my main topics, to be honest, and what I try to focus on in my job is like what is the right way to lead and which characteristics do you have to have to be a good leader? And for me, the only thing is empathy. So I strongly believe in empathy. 
to understand what's going on. So it's not only the empathy. So you need empathy to put together the right team. So we are not living the hero life anymore and looking for the one creative who's the hot shop creative. But we live to create teams. And you have to understand how the team works and how to put together the team internally in your agency. But on the other side, you also have to understand the client because the client's problems get so complex. Sometimes the client even doesn't know what the problem is. So you have to understand the problem of the client and how to help him, how to solve his problems and uh, to walk in his shoes a mile or something. And the third thing is you have to understand the consumer as well with empathy. So we learned through the, the COVID crisis, we learned that the People have, uh, you know, they have fears, they have sorrows, they have to get their lives going. And, and as a brand, uh, and as we are advisors of brands, we have to understand uh, uh, what the consumers think. So for me, empathy is the key to everything to be a good leader. I absolutely agree. It's all about the team. So I think part of building a team is that they're able to support each other. So through that support means you get to see potentials. I think the days where you have this one amazing thing, you walk in and like, this is the great design, take it or leave it, that's over, which in some ways it's good. I think now it's really learning how to see possibilities and within that possibility really to explore and not to overthink it. I think we have the ability to think ourselves into a rabbit hole and then we can't come out. So it's being a lot more free with your creativity, willing to take risk. And I think the most important thing for my team and our team is that be okay when a client says no. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? With this sort of esoteric design process that you're describing, how does your team approach presenting new concepts to your clients? Very loose. It's definitely very brave. It's no stone left unturned, not to really worry about if it's perfect or not. So share the idea, share the thinking, and really collaborate. So in some ways, it is allowing ourselves to co-create with the client. So we may have a great idea that doesn't look right yet. We know the idea is there and talk it through with the client, and they could support us through getting it to the right place. And I think for some of the clients, Coca-Cola, Samsung, you're working with the same shape over and over and over again. And without that conversation, I can't imagine how we could keep coming up with new and inventive way to talk about the same thing. That's being truthful and realistic. Key takeaway. Alex, design is key in attracting consumers' attention. In clarifying information and in the form itself, what are you looking for when you're judging a category as broad as design? Actually, again, don't tell anyone, but I'm not a designer. I don't know why I'm always invited in design juries. I'm a copywriter, actually, where I started off. So our agency and our teams, they did some amazing work in design. So I think everyone thinks I'm the designer. But so, so don't tell anyone because I love to be around with designers. I really love them and all the discussions. As we had our first day, we said it's nice to be in the group, which is a little bit diverse also from the disciplines. So it's not only designers talking about design or conceptionists talking about the idea, the basic idea. And for me and my part, maybe in the jury or in the discussions is, again, like using the empathy and understanding the insight of why is this design like it is. So, so I'm not judging only why well, I like it, it's beautiful, or it makes sense, but I always think, well, why is it like that? Why does the designer chose this way to design the thing? Just what Cynthia said, it's like, it's not about how the product looks like, it's more like the usability, or how you approach, and it's a very broad category and how you approach a website. So is it easy to use? 
can people really work with it and do they relate to it? And for me, as you said, it's like for me, design is the first step to reach the consumer. So the first thing the consumer sees is more or less the design. And if he likes the design, that's good, of course. And if he likes the usability and if he understands the design, it's even more helpful. A good design can also be confusing. We all agree that it's a great design, but then we think, no, but people don't accept it because they don't understand why it looks like it looked like. So for me, it's more like the approach to understand why is it like that. Cynthia, what's your criteria? We have to understand it. So if we see it and we don't get it, and I have to watch a two-minute video and read four pages, then something's missing. And it's not to belittle any of the effort that goes around documenting a project. But what we do is literally a one-second reaction. Someone sees it, they like it, they don't like it. They want it, they don't want it. Then if you could hold their attention once you get that one second, They'll go into the details, they'll spend time with the copy, they'll look at the beautiful illustration, all that stuff. But if you can't get them right away, then you've lost them. So first impression, of course, is key. No, sometimes I, I absolutely agree. And sometimes I do not watch the case study in the first step, but look on the board or on the thing itself to see if I understand what it is about. And the case studies, you know, we all know how to do case studies. It's more like building the problem, leading you through to the solution. But there's no case study beside the thing out there when the consumer first approaches it. So sometimes I'm looking on the board and looking on the thing and try to understand what it is all about. Yeah, act as the consumer. Yeah. That's pretty helpful sometimes because we all know how to sell things and, you know, like how to build the crazy case studies. What are you two seeing in the show that's, particularly innovative this year? There is a lot of technology, how technology is changing our lives. So going back to, it's no longer an object, right? It's just quite impressive ideas that requires design thinking. I can't put my head around it quite just yet, but it really demonstrates how design has changed over time. Yes, and all driven by technology, I imagine. A lot of it is driven by technology. And just, again, going back to the form itself has changed, too. I'm curious about how you judge package design. Are the packaging entries physically in the room, or is it case studies given to you? I think, as I understood, most of them are case studies as well. I think the case studies do not really help because you can cheat a lot around in the case study. And if you have the actual packaging in front of you on the table and you touch it and you feel it and you see it, you have immediately, you have the impression, is it real or is it a really special, so we call it special edition, So, but it's a special edition of three or is it a special edition of 300 or 3000? And you smell it when you have it on the table. The case study is hiding a lot. So I'm missing a little bit the things on the table this year, to be very honest. So the years before we had, we had hundreds of things around on the table so we could discuss it in life and we can hold it and grab it and touch it and smell it and things like that. So this year we have not too many things on the table. To be honest, I'm missing that a little bit. We have nothing to smell. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. You can't touch it. You can't hold it. You can't tell how big it is if it's awkward, if it's too heavy. How does it feel against other products? Does it stand out? We don't get to see that anymore. And you know, the design, we were discussing that on the first day, and I think we all agreed on the fact that craft and craftsmanship is a thing that really can connect to the consumer. And we have to teach the young creatives also to invest time 
and talent and passion into the craftsmanship of finishing the thing finally everything is getting faster and faster we get less money we get less time we get everything is less the only thing get up is, is the pressure is getting up but we need to break ourselves free and use some time to invest in craftsmanship because this makes the difference and especially on packaging not on the poster design or whatever but especially in packaging you feel if you like it. There's a tangible aspect to it. Is, is it the right weight? Is it the right size? Is it like when you open it, it goes like, whoop, or do you have problems to open? You know, is it bad packaging if you can't open it? It's pretty simple. No, then it's a bad packaging. So how does design, package design as well, factor into the hot button right now, the metaverse? That's a space where it's virtual design and virtual packaging. You're just talking about craftsmanship on you know, physical, tangible things that you touch. We don't really touch anything in the metaverse. I'm not a huge fan of the metaverse. I'm just going to have to be honest. But I'm very realistic about it. It's here. We'll deal with it. And we'll work with it. We'll make sure it's awesome for humans, hopefully. But just to build off of that, you had asked me a question earlier. What has impressed me? And I don't know if this is the right answer. It's percolating in my head. I think it's seeing craft in a new form. So being able to see craft and the attention detail to something like the metaverse or digital, where you don't feel it, but you could still sense the care that went into the making. So that, I think, are some of the projects that stood out to me. I do not really like the word metaverse, so let's use Web3, everything that is around in, in the digital space and every room you enter, like the shopping experiences and something like that. I think in this field, design is even more important than it is in the, in the traditional packaging of things that you can touch. You feel it yourself. If you go in an online shop, call it metaverse or whatever, enter the shop, and you immediately feel uncomfortable then it's a bad packaging of the shop, you know, then it's a bad design. And I think there is a huge Eldorado for all the designers around there just to understand, again, like to feel what the consumer is looking for when he's entering a digital space and how they consume and how they enter a shop and how they want to buy and the whole experience in a digital space. So it sounds to me like this is a real opportunity area for somebody who's young and yeah. getting into a, a design Definitely, yes. Discipline. I think definitely, yes. But I would still want them to touch things. <laughs> <laughs> and walk into an actual room and talk to an actual human being. Deep in my heart, I want that yeah. too, Cynthia. But I, well, we can't get away from it. We can't get away from it, but we can hope that there will be a balance. There's got to be a balance. We'd like to ask about the trends that you see coming through. What's poking its head up this year that seems to be trending visual trend nothing really stood out but i think content wise there's definitely a lot of work that's socially responsible that's trying to promote a cause or an injustice or a point of view so that has been very prevalent in the work that we've seen on that note we're in a time where plastic is filling our waterways and rubbish is a real issue are you seeing clever reusable design or maybe materials that will break down quicker when they're discarded? There was one package that stood out, which actually required no packaging at all. That I quite enjoyed. Otherwise, there is shampoo that's molded into a solid in a bottle shape. So as you use it, it will just disappear. No bottle. So there's no bottle, no packaging, no label, nothing. So I thought that was really quite interesting. And it takes the thinking. And I also think in design, 
that sort of solution means it was a bit ego-free, that you're not trying to make something that's permanent. I love the idea that the design concept was to remove the original design. Pretty much, right? You, you have to be okay with that, that it's gone. Yeah. So when you're engaging with so much design and content in the judging rooms, how do you feel when you recognize a great idea? Does it spark thoughts? Does it inspire you? Or are we too, you know, long on the tooth at this stage of our game? <laughs> no. You think like, how did I end up doing this for this long? Because there are other people that could do it so much better. <laughs> and all the time. I sometimes see things, uh, I grab my phone and take a picture from the screen where I see the case study and just to share it with, you know, like with the agency or with the creatives, that is for me the sign that it really impressed me and I say, okay, I have to share this. Um, why didn't we do that or something like that? There are a couple of them where the simplicity in the way they told their story is super nice. Yeah, you take a picture or you write it down, you write to your team, look this up. It's really good. I just used the acronym. I wish I did that, but just as the letters. And then I know I'm going to go back and, oh, yeah, that's right. I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Alice, can you expand on what's exciting you in the jury room? Well, to be honest, I was very much excited to see a lot of the Japanese design coming back in the jury. And I don't know what you think, Cynthia, but I had the feeling that there's not so much coming from this area this year because I always was very impressed in the last years about this beautiful design of the big posters and railways and stuff like that. And that was always kind of when we thought our entries and we thought, well, we have a great piece that we want to enter in design, stuff like that. And then you sit in the jury room and you see all these things coming from this area in the world and you say like fuck they're really really better than us they must spend way more time in designing the things and finishing the things so it's another galaxy to what we think is good design in europe but i was missing that a little bit yesterday in the in the first round i don't know what you think Cynthia. i think that speaks to just what's happening there's less and less objects and stuff less materials being used in some of the stuff that used to be so beautiful that you just hold on to that could be a portion of it is there an era of design that you particularly are fond of? Hmm. I think I'm fond of all the eras thus far, including digital. For me, digital is new and exciting and seeing what it could do. The challenge is to find that balance of what I know from 30 years ago to what it is today and still love it for what it is. But ultimately, design is to communicate. So no matter what form it is, we have to figure out a way to visually communicate. So that's still exciting. I like the tangible stuff, to be honest. And just to follow my, my previous comment, in the years before, we were all running around in the tables and everyone tried to catch up someone from the award show and said, can I take this after the show? Can I take this after the show? And then you came and said, no, it's gone already. I said, well, why do I have five minutes in the jury room? It's gone already. So I'm missing this. And I love all the technical styles, what I can touch with this product design or something. I really love to touch the things and to experience the packaging around it. And, and I really love to touch the things and feel the things so that extra suitcase you brought to take home stuff it's gonna go home oh, it, will, it will be empty yeah it will be empty this well, year there's, there's some stuff well we'll make sure you take it uh, but <laughs> it's, it's not the ones that yeah, I, I know like well i don't want those is there anything that you know we're touching on or haven't touched on that you guys would like to talk about that you think would be good for people listening that are trying to you know look for inspiration and insight to what's going on in the design world find the things that's good for all of us and then keep doing it you know, that's an ineloquent, inarticulate sentence, but to be brave, I think. 
Coming back to the point of the empathy, for me, it's always like to understand what's going on. So this would be my recommendation for everyone out there, especially for the designers to say to understand what people think, what the consumer wants, and to in the first step come up with a solution that really works. And then after that, think about how to put it in a nice, easy design that people can approach and that people like but for me it's very much the usability of a product and that I just want to keep it you know that I just want to hold it in my hands and I think this is something that people forget when they're designing things they're lost in a design world because they are the top one percent of people who has this aesthetic feeling how things should look like but this is not the point to start I think the starting point is always the consumer that we want to reach. So it's either communication with a consumer and or solving a problem and most of the time it's both right i mean i think looking forward it really for me personally is the balance of what we love so much that we did in the past how do we bring it into the new form of the future so you can't be afraid to try new things you can't keep looking back You just have to keep going. It's both the challenge and the opportunity, right? Problem solving and communicating. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, listen, Alex, Cynthia, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all these little tasty insights. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. We will. Alex Schill is the Global Chief Creative Officer of Service Plan Group, and Cynthia Wen is Head of Creative at Turner Duckworth, San Francisco. They're both on the design and package design jury here at the London International Awards. I'm Tom Emanson, one of three hosts for Created for Creatives. The producer is Sarah Knights, the theme music is by Brian Yessian of Yessian Music, and the manager is Larissa Levy from the London International Awards. This podcast is an eardrum production. <laughs>